It's like eight seconds. Yeah. That's all I know. That's I all think. it is, man. It's either wow. riding a bowl or getting on the construction life. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, which one do I know? Uh, uh, silent night. Holy night. All is calm. It's terrible. All is bright. How much time do I have to go? That's it. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the admission. You're in, Bob. You're totally in, man. Thanks so much. It's it's great that you're saying Silent Night is pure bright out in Calgary there, wherever you are right now. Yep, Calgary, Alberta. Hey, Dead center. Thanks so much Calgary for Tower, actually. Thanks so me. much for coming on the show, and uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit of shop, right? Or we're going to talk a lot of construction, but we'll talk a little bit of plumbing, gas fitting, yeah, all the. You know, the, all the good stuff, all the good stuff, the great stuff. You've been in the game for how long, Bob? Like how far back we go on? You got a few grays in your beard. I do. I've been, uh, so my, my grandpa was a plumber and so was my dad. So technically I've been doing it since I was 13, which gives me about 41 years in the trade. Uh, but officially since 1996, which gives me about 30. It's a good Whatever chunk of change. 30, uh, 28, 28 yeah. years of, uh, being an official journeyman did did you ever ask your grandfather and your dad why they chose plumbing my my grandfather was actually an airplane mechanic during world war ii he worked on the hawker hurricanes that they built here and sent over to britain and when the war ended they had a thing which i uh, was called uh, rehab where they took all these guys and and taught them a trade. And so he picked plumbing. He took it in Ontario and then came out to, uh, to, to Alberta uh, to marry his, my future grandmother. And they started a little business out here in 19, down in Lethbridge in 1954. And then they came up to Calgary and started it in 1956. And we've been here ever since. And then it was a natural progression for your dad to kind of jump into it as well. Yeah, both of my my dad and his older brother uh, became plumbers. They all worked in the trade. That's sort of what you did. Yeah. And so my dad ran it till from about 1970 till about 2000, and then I took over in like I say 96, and I've been running it since since then. Worked right. with my dad and my grandpa. So yeah, it's as family as it gets. So um, let me do a quick shout out. I'm I'm wearing uh, Aaron from out. New Brunswick way. I'm wearing his tee, Flash Me, which is Big Dog uh, Construction out in New Brunswick there. I'm always wearing a different tee. So if you ever find yourself in the neck of woods over here, this uh, Bob, if you want to send me a tee, I'll throw it on and I'll proudly wear a Baker's. Dude, Brunswick. I got all sorts of swag, man. I'll send you anything I'll, you want. I'll man. totally wear it. I will totally, as long as it's an XL, I will totally wear it. If it's a little jumper <laughs> or tiny, tiny, small size, I don't know if I'll wear it, but I'll, I'll totally put we something may- on. We make them for trades, man. So it's all I got is XL, double XL, and triple XL. <laughs> so I just want to a large or small. You shouldn't be in the trade. That's as simple as that. Unleash your voice on the Construction Life podcast community. Are you passionate about the world of construction, trades, and all things building related? The Construction Life podcast wants to hear from you. Leave us a review. Share your thoughts, insights, and experiences on your favorite podcast channel. Your review fuels our mission to create engaging and informative content for the construction community. 
Your feedback is a mortar that holds our podcast together. So share your thoughts, rate us, and let the construction community know why the Construction Life is your go-to podcast. Visit our website and check out the over 400 tradespeople and construction professionals listed on our site. Check out www.theconstructionlife.com for additional content, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and valuable resources. Dive deeper into the construction world with articles, guest profiles, and more. Follow us on social at TCL underscore The Construction Life. Subscribe to our video channels on YouTube and Rumble. Check out our link tree and find exclusive discounts for listeners. The link is in the IG bio. Join the conversation on Facebook, the Construction Life community. Uh, I, I want to start off with where, where I guess we where you began with. It's basically Baker Plumbing. Is, uh, let me give out the deeds here. It's on IG at Baker PLPG. And then the website is www.bakerplumbing.ca. And to reach them, obviously, because this show is about you know, getting work as well uh, for service and all kinds of calls. You can reach them at 403-800-3007. Find them all over Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and IG. He also has his own podcast when he has time to do it. Um, and then I love that you're calling yourself, I guess these days, are you calling yourself Baker Plumbing 3.0? I've been canceled a couple times on IG for saying, you know, speaking the truth. So it's on three, we're on 3.0 now. Yep. <laughs> Well, what's the last cancellation? What did you say that? I'm I, like, I'm, I'm going to gauge to see if it was worthy of being canceled. It's not. So the very first one, I got into a fight with a guy in Texas over pro press fittings that he called. Oh, you know, I love that. <laughs> abortion of the, uh, of the trade world. And we sort of got into it and he flagged me for uh, hate speech and they took me down. And then the most recent one, uh, I did a post on the, how crappy shark bite fittings are and how they are actually ruining the trade. And I got flagged again and they canceled me again. So here we are. You got canceled for, for speaking the truth about shark bite, which we know that it's not, it shouldn't be in the industry in my opinion, but it shouldn't be. I'm sorry. I'm not a master plumber. I haven't been doing it as long as you, but when I look at it and I hold it and I touch it and I'm like, uh, it's a great temp idea. It's not a permanent idea. Every plumber, including me, that was what my point was. Every plumber uses it. I have, you know, I have a box full of them for the temporary, like I'm in an emergency. We, yep. we work in the service industry. We mostly deal with hotels and restaurants and community centers, so they can't be down. And so we slap it together and then with some shark bites and then we pick a time to come back and do it right. So that was literally what my point was. And somebody got their knickers in a knot and said that I was, uh, um, um, what was I can't remember the term the abusive behavior I think is what you heard, you heard you heard somebody's feelings is that what it is you heard somebody's feelings we're not allowed to hurt feelings these days day. we're every not day. allowed to hurt feelings eh yep. well the world's now well feelings are real but I'm I'm siding with you Bob I'm totally siding with you because I don't think first of all that was hate speech I don't think that it was offensive I think it was constructive criticism uh, about an industry that has millions of amazing people in it our side of the border or down south but there's also a few ways yep. of doing things and there's also a few ways of doing good things and bad things. And if your mindset is about doing things really poorly all the time and it's making you a living, great, that's wonderful. But I don't have to agree with it. I could disagree with yep. it. I'm allowed to disagree with it. So that's amazing that it keeps on changing. But let's see what you can, uh, what kind of trouble you can cause here. <laughs> <laughs> 
I promise I can give you. I can give you anything you want. <laughs> do man. it. Do it. Me. No, but I, you know what? Since we're starting on that plane, I want to actually – how many employees you got? You got like six or seven employees, right? Well, it's a bit of a story. I used to have 18, and then I couldn't uh, – it was about five years ago. I fired everybody in one day, and so it's really just me and my two boys now. What was the reason? What was the catalyst for firing everybody? My life is far, far simpler. Say that again. No, no. So what was the reason why uh, you fired everybody? You know, so in about 2000, I decided we were going to go big. And so we had, you know, 12 trucks, 18 guys, office staff, a big warehouse full of shit and running around. And for 15 years, all I did every single day was say, sorry, sorry, they didn't show up. I'm sorry they installed that wrong. Oh, it's the wrong product. Oh, it's the wrong. This was never. And it, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't awful, but that just sort of built up to the point where I literally woke up one day and just said, I cannot, like, I hate my life. I hate what I'm doing. I work for people that don't appreciate me. I'm always chasing money. We were doing, you know, four or 5 million a year. And so it wasn't like it was unprofitable, but my mental state was just, like I was just in a bad mood all the time, frankly. I still kind of am, but it's not as bad. <laughs> and I just woke up one day, like it was on a Saturday morning, and I said, you know what? That is it. I'm done. I phoned up my lawyer and said, I'm firing everybody on Monday. Send me whatever paperwork I need to do that properly. And they all came in. I had like uh, 12 cabs sitting in the in the parking lot and said, clean out your trucks. Get the fuck out. We're done. I'm not doing this anymore. You can sue me if you want, but here's, you know, there's no recourse because you're all done. And it took about a year for me to clean that up. Like we fired a bunch of clients that owed me money. Like if you were over 90 days, I'm like, you're done. We're not working for you anymore. Find someone else. And I was incredibly busy. It was actually shocking to me how much work I could actually do if I just got up and just went to work. And uh, so I did that for about a year and a half and then convinced my oldest son, who's now a journeyman, and Pete, who will be a journeyman in a couple of weeks. So they come and help me out with this stuff. And they, they're quite good at it and found out they liked it and we get along. And so here we are. Uh, I'm curious. Five or six years after the. I'm, the, I'm curious, Bob. Uh, were, firing gate. were any of them surprised that you did that that morning? They were they surprised, were. right? Were any of them? Were, were they, they were. any of them expecting it? Uh, say that again. Were any of them expecting it? A couple, you know. There's always a couple dudes that know that they're, you know, pushing the boundaries, and you know, this is the week I'm going to get fired, or you know, there's always the troublemakers. I mean, that's just how it goes. So, what was it's, the what was the age limit between your your staff there? What what was the youngest? What was the oldest? Uh, you know, we sort of were in the net in the neighborhood of, you know, 20 to 45. Okay. And so when I did that, you know, there was a, and a couple of them were, you know, quote unquote, my friends that I had worked for me for, um, you know, eight or nine years. And so they were shocked and mad and, and to be blunt and have never, I've never spoken to any of them again. Um, it's just like, it's interesting in today's world, everybody's talking about expansion and, you know, I mean, I get 10 emails a week on, you need to 
ramp up your business and we can help you do that through SEO. And I'm like, no, all that really wouldn't, because I've been doing it so long, the people I work for appreciate me. The people I work for pay me on time. We do an excellent job for them. I love the people I work with now. Clearly I love my own sons and we're, or we get along and things are great. So it was, it was a, you know, for my own mental and, and physical well being, it just, that was the change that needed to happen. I, it's, I, 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 I just, sorry. It was just so, and that's the thing that nobody really talks about is just, you're always chasing. Like if you got 20 guys, like you need thousands of hours a week of work to keep them all engaged and active and paid well and all the rest of that stuff. And it takes, you know, it takes time and money and expertise to do all that stuff. And I thought I had it all. And I, I think I did, but it just, it just sort of wore, you know, whatever the word verbiage is the bone, it was bone on bone. Like mm. all the cartilage was gone. It, it was, was just, just wearing, was it was painful. just wearing you down. It was just wearing you down and you just like, Something's yeah. got to change. And then the thing is that you were changing and you didn't like the way you were changing it. Did your dad ever have that problem? Did he expand nope. too much? Nope. My, no, my mom and my, or sorry, my grandpa and my dad always kept it small. Okay. And when I worked with my dad, I said, dude, we got like, there's so much money on the table. Like we could do this job or this job. Like we're good at what we do. And so when he sort of was out of the picture, I said, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to, I'm going to go big. I'm going to become, you know, one of the big guys on the street, you know what I mean? And do the big jobs and be important and make all the money. <laughs> and it's a, I mean, it's a bit of a fairy tale to just to think that that's what's going to happen. And there's guys that do it, but man, the guys that the spotlight on that are few and far between because it's a tough gig to make, to pull that off and to be, to be the dude that's sitting on the beach while everybody does their job. So why not just be the dude that's controlling all this and not swinging the hammer anymore? Because the thing is that you're turning the wrench. You're still doing the work. Your sons are doing the work as well. And I don't think you want to be the controller. You don't want to be the guy in a suit. I hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I love, I love the trade. I love working in the trade. I love wrenches. I love the smell of threading pipe. You know, I all that I love bringing appliances, turning them on. Like it's just a, but it's it's a totally different set of skills and mindset to sit in an office all day and clickety clack on making everything work, right? Making sure all the wheels are greased and everybody's and dealing with sort of the human element of a larger company because everybody has personal problems. Yep, and that whether you allow it to or not those personal problems invade the workspace and you get to you know i'm not coming into work today because i had a fight with my girlfriend or my wife found out i have a girlfriend or <laughs> you know whatever the fuck is going on i'm like great we literally are demolishing a restaurant today and you can't you're my lead guy and you can't come in because you're fighting with two women all right great i will figure out how that's gonna work like it was just it was incessant it was just the stories of just you know men doing stupid things. Frankly, you wanted to actually talk and, about plumbing fittings and not wardrobe fittings. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're getting sick and tired of that. We even hired a couple of fabul- <laughs> fabulous ladies in the trade, and they were good ladies, but they could not like they couldn't work with the men because the these I mean the men were pigs and dicks. Like it was just was never it was always something. Like every day, I'm like, what is it going to be today? And then you're like Who's a manager. Of, you're a manager of life at that point now, and you're like, going, yeah. this is not what I signed up for, man. I, I was, I could probably, I should probably quit it all and become a life coach. One of those meatballs. I'm <laughs> say, <laughs> I can coach your life, bud. I can tell you where the pitfalls are and prevent you from making terrible mistakes. And then I'll, and I'll fix and your, women, I'll fix your matter. sink as well while I'm at it too, right? We could talk about it while I'm taking care of the plumbing there. Yeah, that could totally full be a whole other business. Yeah, full <laughs> service. You go in and just start ramping them, and then maybe you could even bring a guy in with a bass, and you could have the bass playing while you're just talking about life, while you're taking care of, and then you give them the bill. Right. You go here, you go. Yeah. I took care of the drain. Everything's here's unclogged. The, it's all here's, good. Here's the plumbing bill, and here's the life coach bill. <laughs> both are due immediately. <laughs> right now, because you're going to see the cause and effect from both of them if you take these steps. That's all it is. It's but that's that's, that's running a business. I mean, like. Everybody brings it, but then nobody, nobody, nobody asks you if you're okay. You're the boss. You're the manager. You're running the shop. You're bringing the business. You're making the calls. You're doing the sales. You're handling clients. You're chasing money, but nobody asks you, did that paycheck come in? Did that amount come in? Did that project start? Did that? Nobody's asking you. No, there's that famous line or it's famous for me, that line from private Ryan, where they're walking from after they do the invasion and they're walking to their through the fields there and they're like which way do complaints go they go down or they go up i'm like complaints go up yeah they never come down if you start if you're the leader and you start complaining then it's over right because if you can't hold your shit together then why should they yeah that's how they look at it the, the joy of running a business is that you always have to be on always like two o'clock in the morning Somebody, you know, a hotel floods. You can't be like, yeah, you know what? I'm really tired or uh, I'm fighting with my girlfriend or I had too much to drink. I'm not coming in. You're like, no. Okay, I'm on the way. You always have to be ready. That's the service industry, right? You're literally firemen. The bell goes off. You got to slide down that pole. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is some of your employees are sliding down different kinds of poles. Exactly right. <laughs> the guy's on call. I can't come in, man. I'm still at the bar. I'm still at the bar. Oh, exactly, oh. right? How how is cinnamon? She's been <laughs> you should come down. In the uh, in the no, background, all you hear is next up to the stage, ladies. Next up to the stage. Yeah, we know that whole fiasco. And that's I mean, that this brings up my first question to you is that and I think you kind of answered it, is the kids of today, the trades of today, they're not cut from the same cloth of kids of yesterday you know it's so easy to say that and i agree with you 100 percent. i the, the the difference that i've noticed is that none of them have any patience anymore and i think that's you know you can see that in the algorithms of the social media like the the videos continue to get small you know shorter and shorter it used to be one minute videos were okay and then it needs to be 30 seconds and now it's 10 seconds like you got 10 seconds to get your message across or they're you know looking at something else and so i do think and that's sort of the messaging that we put out as tradesmen like the trades is great you can make lots of money yeah and i've said it to my own boys i'm like you can make lots of money but you're not going to make lots of money the day you show up like you got to develop your 
rapport, your skill set, your, you know, your knowledge of what the hell's going on. You need to learn how to deal with people. And when you get all that together, then the world's your oyster and you can make all kinds of money. But you got to be able to put in the work. They want to know how many days they have to show up to get to that money. Exactly. What that's it not is. a number. Yeah, that's, that's not a date. The, that's not an yeah. amount. So, it's just you have to show up. That's all it is. Yeah. It's literally, you know, I had those conversations. So when do I get a truck? I'm like, dude, you're, you've been a plumber for two weeks, man. You're not getting a truck for a year. Oh, that, what? My buddy over at XYZ has been there for a week and he's in a truck. I'm like, that's because that dude is going to F up everything in his life and cost that company nothing but money. And I'm not prepared to do that. So we're trying to do it the proper way and give you the education you need so that you can actually be a plumber and not just say you are one. Like there's the difference between saying you're something and being something. Yeah, totally. And being something takes, takes time and effort and focus. And, and being something you never should have the need to tell people that you are. Like you exactly. Should, you should be showing them that you I'm, literally, <laughs> I'm literally having that conversation right now with, in another sort of uh, circumstance where some dude is telling me he's a man. I'm like, you should not have to tell me you're a man. <laughs> I should know that you're a man. Yes. You, the fact that you have to repeat, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm like, the fact that you have the stature of one and the age of one is nothing. Doesn't make you one. Still, you live at your mom's basement. You don't pay any of your bills. You, there's nothing that translates into being a man other than you are the size of one. You don't have the mental capacity of one. You don't have the emotional capacity of one. You're a nitwit. And until you figure that out, it's going to be a long, bumpy road for you, my friend. So, Bob, like, how many hardships did you, your dad, your grandfather go through? And I asked that question because it feels like this generation that gets into trades, they want to avoid hardships, but they don't understand the value of these hardships. No, there's no way to avoid those. And you in fact, to. I think by avoiding them, you create more. Yes. And your life and your life just, you know, uh, descends out of your control. You know, one of the, uh, you know, my father passed away in 2006 unexpectedly and so that was, I didn't handle that super well. Um, and I still don't handle it well, but that is, was a massive hardship for me. Uh, but I can say to anybody that asked that I sort of took that challenge head on and dealt with all the shit that I had to deal with to sort of, you know, bring what needed to come to conclusions and what needed to be extended and, you know, sort of all the details of those, of that circumstance. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do and wouldn't wish it on anybody, but there was every, the only thing that, that got me through all of that was every morning I got up and went to work. There wasn't a single morning that I just said, I'm staying home. I feel bad or I feel sad or I'm upset and I'm just going to stay at home and sleep in my bed or cry in my bed. It was like, okay, no, I got to get up. I got stuff to do. I got this, this, and this, and did it. And that's what made the difference for me is that you do that enough and the problems, you sort out those problems and solve them. Did so you they, notice you know that? I mean? They come to their inevitable conclusion. Did, did you notice that when you were getting up and you were telling yourself, because you actually have to tell yourself, 
it's it's like you know that you're at that point where you're stuck you like you're just stuck but you know that if i don't get off this bed and if i don't start working and then you it was yeah. probably it was probably a few weeks if not a few months of working constantly five six days a week that you finally realized that this was benefiting me getting up and going to work mentally it, well it was instantaneous yeah you know because you just i mean the beauty of my the realm of work like the service industry is that you go and fix problems and like there's a problem when you show up and there's no problem when you leave yeah you know what i mean like it was so that's sort of was the dopamine for me i'm like i'm showing up and every day i'm fixing you know anywhere from eight to 12 problems and i feel good about that and the people that i work for feel good about that this show is brought to you by Doll. With Doll, you receive a lifetime of reliability not only in the product they make, but in the service they provide. From design to manufacture to technical support, with Doll, you don't just get a great product, you get a team of expertise. Join the thousands of satisfied Doll customers and experience the Doll difference. As a GC, I can confidently say that Doll means receiving a lifetime of reliability. It's not just about the exceptional products they manufacture, but also the outstanding service they provide every step of the way. From the initial design phase to the meticulous manufacturing process, Doll demonstrates their commitment to excellence. Everyone knows I respect care and construction. Check out Doll at www.dollvalve.com and also on social at Dollvalve. And so that was sort of where I focused all my attention is on solving those problems and feeling good about it. And, and you know, I guess on some level going, this is what would my dad want me to do? He'd want me to get up and go to work because yeah. that's what he did his whole life. So it was just sort of, you know, homage to to his reputation and cathartic to my own emotions to just get up and go. Oh, yeah. There was a few times, like you say, where you don't go. And at the end of the day, you're mean, you're miserable. You hate everybody. You're in a different state. Like, What is wrong with me? I didn't do anything today. Yeah. My problem. And I'm just sort of, you know, festering in my own feelings and it's terrible. And if you let that go, you can see where people, you know, end up, whatever the word we can say on YouTube these days is self-terminating because you just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it just descends into to sadness, I guess. How young was he, Bob? 56. Wow. My dad passed at 57. Yeah. It's a young, it's too young, yeah. man. It's way too young. It's too young. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm 54. I'm like, and you I start can't th- imagine. And you start thinking about it. I know you start thinking about oh, it. Yeah, I know. You start thinking about that stuff, right? Like, wow, am I, you know, am I going to make it? Or is it going to be something weird that just comes up and gets me? You, like, you really have, you really have no idea what life brings. And was so it, you got to, that was part of the message, right? Is you never know when your, your time is up. So do the best you can with what you got. So that was the best thing that you did is come in and fire everybody and realize that you need to redirect this ship. You need to figure yep. out a better path. So right now you've got your boys, two two sons working with you, but then you have other people as well working with you. We have a couple of girls in the office, okay. and really that's it. That's it, huh? It's, so now you basically pretty, streamlined it all. Easy. It's pretty streamlined. <clears throat> we're super busy. You know, we're not doing five million dollars a year anymore, but I'm far more profitable than I ever was. So is it? We are, is it ego? 
is it ego that these guys, they get into this business and they want to grow and grow and grow. And I want to have a hundred employees. I want to have a hundred uh, plumbers with a hundred trucks and hundred wrenches. And I'm like, why, why do you want all that? I mean, I guess if you want to be in the ivory tower and have that suit and not swing the wrench, um, sure that could work for you, but is, are you going to be happy? Listen, and you know, you know, to get to that point where you have a hundred wrenches and are in the ivory tower, uh, I don't know. I don't know what other, you know, sort of visual to use. You, you got to slit a lot of throats and you got to cut a lot of people to get to that point. Like, it's not, it's not like nobody wants you to do that. Everybody wants you to be successful. What's that stupid phrase? Everybody wants you to be successful, just not more successful than them. Yep. So you start getting a taste of that stuff and you know, the world comes after you. Like that's what you don't, that's what those people, not people, those individuals uh, don't realize that if you're want to be that successful, then you're going to have to climb over bodies yeah. and that may be graphic, yeah. but uh, I, it, it's the truth. Like you will, you will create enemies trying to do that. Yeah. And you'll, because you'll you're get, good. You, like there's, here's the pie. I want a bigger piece of the pie. Where's it coming from? You're not going to create it out of, you know, ex nohilo out of nothing. You're going to go cut it out of somebody else's pie. And, and here's the, here's the funniest thing is that, it's just, and I find this in construction. I find that, yeah, sure, everyone's very supportive. They want you to grow. They like seeing you succeed. You're you're giving work to people that you care about. Like, listen, do you have extra hands? Do you need somebody else? Do you have more work on your table? What's going on? Can you take this kid on? Stuff like that. It's all great. Everybody's all hunky-dory, lovey, kumbaya. Just holding hands. Everyone's wonderful, right? But then all of a sudden, you start to grow too fast. You start growing too fast. And what I found recently is people that you thought where your friends are talking smack about you and talking shit about you. And then you find out that, and then all of a sudden, just in the back of your head, because we get to a certain age, right, Bob? You know, like, a, we, once you hit your 50s, you get to the, I don't give a fuck anymore years. Like, I really, that's, yeah. I'm not going to argue with stupid people. I'm not going to argue with, uh, you think you're right and I'm wrong. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm going to move on from that point because my time is a lot more valuable. So you quickly make an assessment. You reach out to somebody and go, listen, is it true that so-and-so said this about me? Like, what's the story behind that? And then if you find out it, you leave it. You don't confront the person. You don't go after it because yep. it's a waste of your yep. time. It's a waste of your skill. It's a waste of your effort. You just move on. Let that person smack until you get so big and help out so many people that they turn their story around they'll totally turn around and goes yeah i remember when i was working with baker i was an amazing yep. i was i had a great time and all all of a sudden the fucking narrative changes man which pisses me off yep. but in the back of my head i'm like i don't give a fuck i really don't give <laughs> it's a fuck the truth, though. it's the truth when it comes to like tupac quote man it's like listen man i want everybody to eat just not at my table it doesn't matter you can yep. talk shit about me but i don't give a fuck but it doesn't mean that you're ever invited back to my table that's as simple as yeah. that. Construction is a small community, man. That's the thing, especially like even here in Calgary, like it's like we're, you know, a, a town of a million people. There, there are supposedly 600 plumbing companies in this town. There's probably, you know, we compete against four. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not that big. And so if somebody's doing some shady shit, like it, it doesn't take long for that to sort of hit the airways. And if you're going after one of those fours, uh, you know, dinner table, then it's, 
I mean, there's whatever the, I mean, it's, I know we use these words and they don't really mean what they mean, but it's war. Like yeah. We're going to war over, well, this is the client that we're going after. You do the shitty job. We're going to take it. And then, you know, it ends up in, <laughs> I've spent far more time in courtrooms than any plumber should <sighs> on both sides of it. Either I'm the plaintiff or I'm the defendant or I'm the expert witness of how this whole thing went sideways. It's craziness. How much <laughs> time? Part of that whole 15 year thing. I'm like, I am done with all of that shit. I can't do it. Anymore. You just don't want to deal with it because at that point you're just being sucked of all interest of, of the trade, which is why you got into it to begin with. It's like you start yep. to lose the love of it. And then in the meantime, you got, like you said earlier, you got employees coming in, sleeping with two different people. And you're like, go on, listen, man, I just care about my business. I just want to focus on my yeah. business. But yet I've got all these jackals just coming at me, man. And then they just want to yep. tear me down and break it all down. So none of these kids of today are understanding the shit that we all go through as business owners trying to just survive. That's all it is, as simple as well, that. It's the, the interesting thing. And I talked about it the other day when they're, you know, for at least since about 2008, maybe 2010 in Canada, you know, the trade world has been a fabulous place to work yeah. and make money because it's been busy, yeah. like crazy busy. And so there's lots of lots of people that are doing really well that probably shouldn't do that well, but there's so much work. And what happens when that, you know, little engine shuts down? I've been through two of them where it went from. You know, we had 15 custom houses on the go. And over the weekend, we went down to two. What am I like? What am I going to do now? Yeah. Because one company went bankrupt, you know, that owes you 150000 And another one's like, oh, I ain't doing any of those projects. We're just going to finish the two that we got because we're trying to circle the wagons. Yeah. I don't think anybody, you know, most of the people that I sort of interact with on, on social media are sort of have been in the game for 10 or 15 years. And I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to go hungry or to have like wondering what you're going to do tomorrow because you have one job this week yep. and how are you get, and, and you hope that dude's going to pay you. Right. That's the hardship that we're talking about that they haven't gone through. And the last time that it's been expressed on this show was 2009 when we had our, our bad bullshit. Yeah. Right. And that wasn't even an extreme one. That was nothing like the 99. Nope. Right. That that was a, a an OK, like things are slowing down. I, I think that yep. uh, and you probably are seeing it. I think it's going to get far worse. And a lot of guys that are not preparing for it are going to get really sideswiped. Yeah, I agree. I remember when my. Uh, in the 80s, uh, I was working for my dad. So I I mean, I wasn't really aware of what was going on. I was 10 or 12 or whatever the case was. You know what I mean? But it was like every, the whole market out here in West is it was over. Like there was three years where everybody was scrambling to do, particularly in the trades and in the oil field, like there was nothing to do. And, you know, my dad had a couple of rental houses that, that he just let go. It's like, well, uh, I can't collect the rent and I can't pay the mortgage on them. So, um, you know, the bank come get these, these houses. I can't, I'm going to look after my primary residence yeah. and my family, but I, it's over. That's my little, happened. you know, rental empire is over. I know, I know you did a post recently and I totally agree with you on that post where you were talking about the majority of plumbers out there don't understand the value of service and how service is re really recession proof. But service to a yep. lot of plumbers is beneath them. 
which I don't understand why they. It's would... cr- well, it just it just talks about whatever. It just talks about their naivete. You, I, it's beneath you. What, what are you going to do when you got to feed your family? You will do anything. Yeah. To feed your family, so don't tell me that you're you know uh, some sort of plumbing elite and only do you know the new construction in Reno, which in my mind is where everybody begins. Like if you're going to be yes. a plumber. Start in new construction. Why? So you can see how ventines run. You can understand how drainages run, all that stuff. And then once you get a solid base for that, then you can start looking at how does a well system work? How does a septic system work? How do how do circular circular pumps work? Like how do circ- circulation pumps? How does a heating system work? Yeah. How does a heat pump work? Like you, if you start with construction, then you can. You know what I mean? You can. You can ask the right Go questions, there, right? But... You'll be able to ask the right questions to the right person to yeah. get further education at that point. Yeah. So the, the fact that they've sort of stayed there, and I understand why they've stayed there because it's so busy at the moment, especially out here. Um, but that's not going to last forever. No. And like you say, in 2008 and 10, 8, 9, and 10 out here, you know, we had plumbing companies that had, you know, 300 to 400 plumbers. But let half of them go over a weekend. And what are they trying to do? They're now advertising and showing up with salesmen at sort of my clients. We can clean your drains. We can maintain your boilers. We can look after your rooftop units. Like, we got it all, man. We, and I'm like, where were you a decade ago? You were laughing at me because I got dirty hands yeah. working on toilets and shit. And now you, like, there's six houses to be built in this town. And now you got to make some money. So... Are your are your sons bringing ideas to you now, or are they still at the stage where they're just absorbing ideas from you? Uh, they're still the latter. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. As I've said to them both, like once you become a journeyman, we I call you a junior journeyman. Congratulations, you got your ticket. You don't know shit. <laughs> You're responsible for shit, but you don't know shit. So you got another five years before you can actually, like, you know what I mean. Your opinion matters to me. Yes. You know what I mean? Because you you now understand, like after five years of being a journeyman, you should understand what it means to take a risk, to understand the risk you're taking, have a risk payoff, have a risk go blow up in your face, and un- sort of sort of deal with those consequences of your choices. And once you sort of get that under your belt, then we can talk about what do you want to do with a business? What do you want to do? You know, what do you think this is going to do? What's your uh, option with that? Isaiah's into year three, and like I say, Pete will be done in a couple of weeks. So, unfortunately, I still got like, you know, four or five years left on this, in the the trade world, on the tools, which I don't mind at all. But that's sort of the plan is to to hand that that off to them here in the next five or six years. We'll see what that looks like. And then they can, when they're ready, when they then they can figure it out what they want to do with it at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they are sort of in that same boat. Well, we should do this and that. I'm like, okay, well, here. And I'm I'm sort of the negative Nancy. I'm like, well, this is going to go wrong, and this is going to go wrong, and that's going to go wrong. You need to be prepared for this and that and this. Is it really going to be that bad? I'm like, let me tell you a story of this, like, real-life story of this happening to me, this happening to me, this happening to me. It's all real. Does it mean it's all going to happen to you? I don't know. Maybe you're smarter than me. Maybe God loves you more than he loves me. I don't know. Maybe I whatever it is. All I can do is point out the the pitfalls and hope you guys avoid. Them. That's really my only job is to sort of steer the ship around the and through the asteroid belt. You know what I mean? 
and watch just, out for this and yeah, watch out and just, for that. Yeah, and just let them know that there's going to be some bumps and bruises, but don't don't they won't hurt for long. But they would they they're they're going to be there. That's just as simple as that. What's um like you said? Yeah. Like you said, like without those trials, you're a pansy. Like you got to have those. Where does wisdom come from? From making bad decisions. Yes. So you got to make some bad decisions in order to, you know, gain some of those gray hairs in your, in your beard and, and earn them and deal with the consequences of your bad decisions. So I, I think, think you, I, I think you could totally, and this is just for the younger trades. I think you should pay attention to an older trades face and just get a better understanding of that look on their face. Like they've been, <laughs> they've been through a lot of shit. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. there's something behind that and how I'm not saying that your face is going to turn into that, but there's, there's wear and tear on that face. Right. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. There's yeah. Whether you, I, I, I guess on some level, you don't want to have the thousand yard stare where no. you look like you, a, a, you know, like the beaten man and or shell shocked from the world. But you want to be able to have, you know, the wrinkles and whatever and say, this is why I have this. Here's the reason I have the scars on my hands, because I decided that this was going to be a good idea. And this is why it turned out to be an awful idea because (laughs) of this or whatever. And then you let them make their own, you know, make their own decisions and get their own scars. I mean, that's that's what life is. Anybody that thinks they, they can eliminate those experiences like i said before i mean if you do then you're going to be soft and everything will trigger you you're going to miss opportunities as opposed to, yeah and you'll miss opportunities you totally certainly miss growth opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. yeah i want to ask you what is the deal between alberta and bc plumbers why why can't you guys get along or is it <laughs> is it just like is it alberta bc or is it alberta ontario is it is it every province has something going on with the neighboring province or what's the story here well, you know, uh, I have I have lots of friends in BC that are plumbers. Um, um, I do. It's interesting uh, because we the, the the differences that we have are mostly environmental. Like we have some of the coldest winters on the planet because yeah. of, <laughs> uh, of our locale. Yeah, <laughs> and we have that weird Chinook thing where we'll go from minus thirty to plus twenty overnight, and that's incredibly <sighs> difficult on all the equipment that we deal with, and then sort of the west coast is you know the coldest they get is like minus 10 yeah and so their code because we're super close sort of geographically you would think our codes would be aligned almost succinctly but because of their environment and ours our codes are just totally different and they're like you guys are crazy i'm like no we're not we just live in a harsher environment than you do and we have to change the way we plumb to, to keep th- everything flowing the right way. And so, as you know, I mean, you're on social media, so it doesn't take much to sort of, you know, it takes a little bit of Tinder to start a massive forest fire yeah. where everybody's up in arms and pissed off about stuff. So most of that stuff is exaggerated and not nearly as bad as. <laughs> it's just it's just pure entertainment, the new, man. The new, the news would let you yeah it's i mean it's literally like the news like you yeah. watch the news like tomorrow's the end of the end of the world so kiss your wife goodbye because you'll never see her again because we're all gonna die <laughs> you're like well it's not quite that bad but you should be still you should still be nice to your wife yes okay How about still that? kiss her and be that's nice all. to everybody yes i i think we got a few days left on the planet 
And that one guy can kiss his wife and his girlfriend if he wants. Exactly right. Well, he had to choose. I think he chose his girlfriend, actually. So. Um, I, I want to get into a little bit of plumbing since, you know, I mean, you're a plumber. So I, I'd, I'd love, since we started the show as well with Shark Bite, and I agree with you, Shark Bites are temporary, not permanent. And the rest of you guys yep. can just go kiss my ass. I don't give a shit, right? It's just like they're a temporary thing. They're not a permanent thing. Um, are you a hot water tank or are you an on-demand guy? You know, we uh, will put in whatever the customer wants. We love the on-demand, but and the only reason that the on-demand is feasible now is because hot water tanks are going through the roof. Like we just replaced a fifty-gallon hot water tank, and it was like thirty-five hundred dollars. Whoa! And that was a straight, it was a straight swap out. Wow! Right? Because they're getting so expensive that I'm like, why don't you just for another grand, why don't we put in a new, you know, uh, tankless heater for you? Are they putting like gold, so, gold leaf in the hot water tanks now? Like, what's going on here? Why are they so expensive? I don't know. Like, I was like, I was shocked. Am I wrong? Like, it's just like, metal and insulation. Is like, am I? What's like, what's so special about this hot water tank now? There's nothing. My hot water tanks cost me. They used to back in the day. I remember when people were installing them for three hundred bucks. Yeah. And now it costs me eleven hundred dollars to buy a tank, a forty gallon tank straight up wow and you can't even do a 40 gallon these days because everybody's running hot water for how much longer nowadays yeah exactly like everybody has the car wash shower yeah. right and the the you know two two washing machines or two dishwashers like you know the the consumption of society has overtaken the world everybody needs more and bigger and so yeah a you know a uh, 50 gallon um is uh, 1600 bucks uh, if you want a power vent you can add five to eight hundred dollars on top of both of those you a fan of power right? vents so, or you let you prefer gravity i hate the power vent because they, they i mean those things break all the time and know. they're as they're as much as a hot water tank to replace that's exactly you want a new power vent yeah they're they're nine hundred dollars yeah i know I, the, I, the customer I, looks at you like you're insane. I'd rather just have a stack. Me? I'll find a place to run that stack and get it to the roof. I don't give a shit. Because that stack will never fail. It doesn't need no. a plug. It doesn't need no. power. It just needs yeah. gravity. <laughs> That's part of the problem with the, the world today uh, is that everybody is throwing in technology for the sake of technology. Here, here's a boiler. It'll It can attach to your phone. I'm like, I don't need it to attach to my phone. Why do you have a Bluetooth module on this effing boiler? It doesn't make, it doesn't mean anything. Oh no, you can diagnose it while you're laying in bed. I'm like, I still got to go there. <laughs> and so I've literally sat in those, in those sales meetings and had those salesmen tell me to my face, we're actually doing you a favor because you get to be in front of the customer more often and are able to bill them more often. I'm like, yeah, and they're fucking pissed about it. They don't like because it. Because instead of, I, you know, I install a $12,000 boiler system for somebody. They never want to see me again. Like maybe once a year for the, just to maintain it, like an oil change. And I'll charge you 300 bucks for that. But if I'm actually replacing parts, then they're pissed about it. And they think I've done something wrong. Right? What did you do wrong? Why is this not working the way you want, I want it to? It's been a while since a lot of money on this. It's been a while since I asked a plumber, um, has anybody that does on demand figured out the cold spurts? Or do they all have cold spurts still? Oh, the 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 uh, 
a yep. cold sandwich effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't figured that one out. <laughs> they eh? are. No, no, all they do uh, is they now have like those tanks now have uh, little bladder systems in them, and uh, uh, not bladder systems, but uh, uh, storage tanks in them, and then they. The pump runs and blah blah blah, but no, there's no there's no solution to so that's, what, what's that's as your water cools in your pipe. Yeah, it's it's colder. So that's that's kind and of that's, that's part of sorry, part of the sorry. problem dealing with customers is they're like, I want hot water. Like the second I turn it on, you got like like it's like uh, it's like the Olympics. You got a hundredth of a second to get me hot water, or I'm phoning you. <laughs> we literally have a customer that will phone us when her thermostat. Like she wants it at like twenty one point five, and it has she has another thermostat that tells her what the temperature is. If it's off by half a degree, she's calling us. Wow, there's that's, something wrong with my heating system. That's a it's good. off by half a degree. I'm like, and then she's and she using, pays us. She's using all the which Bluetooth. Is fine. She's she's got all the apps and everything's connected in her house, and so she knows everything that's going <laughs> on right now. Yes, she's driving to the grocery store. Hey, Bob, I'm noticing that my my bedroom's a half a degree colder than I want it to be. How soon can you come out? I'm like, uh, we'll try and be out there tomorrow morning if that's okay. Does she have oh, a cat? Okay, I'll try and deal with it for a day. Does she I'm have like, a cat? Hey. A pet or anything like that? Does she have any pets? Quickly turn digital measurements into efficient gains for your business. With iGUIDE, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours, easily share project files with partners, and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit www.goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGuide specialist. Uh, she does. They're very, very wealthy. Like incredibly. Well, the reason I, like a 30,000 square foot house. So the reason huge. I brought oh, 30,000 square foot house. So that means it's totally insulated. It's ridiculous. Properly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm just like, I, I hope she understands that having a, a live body inside the room will actually fluctuate that temperature. <laughs> That's a fact, by the you way, it will totally you fluctuate. Have those conversations with those people. A like warm they, body they, will like, keep that room a little bit warm, a half a degree. It may be a full degree. It does do no. that, right? But they don't get it. I know it does. <laughs> but you can't have the like she's just like, it's not what I want. I'm like, okay, we'll fix it. Then she'll probably just say, I don't think the cat was in that room at that time that I text you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the cameras right now and the I cat was definitely not there. <laughs> I have I have said to the boys, I'm just gonna take a Sharpie and write the number on the screen of what I want it to be. <laughs> I'm not sure I can make it like look like a computer but i'm gonna try <laughs> so it never changes <laughs> she'll call you and she'll compliment you she's like ah, thank you i don't know what you did last time but the temperature's just exactly. been stained it's just totally been stained <laughs> those are the clients that I, you love and hate man i'm telling you my favorite in fact i just did it the other day we have lots of people that phone us for smells it smells weird in my house and so you literally walk in there you're like can you smell that? I'm like, no, you should probably wash that though. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to smell. So I've literally gone under sinks and just take like my pliers and be like, you know, tighten something, whatever. And spend 20 minutes sitting there. I'm like, okay, let me know how that goes. And without a word of the lie, the next day they're like, Bob, thanks so much for coming. It smells so much better in here. I'm like, that's because you're crazy. And I literally did nothing, nothing other than show up. So it's some psycho, I don't know what the word is, you know, reaction to me showing up. They're like, oh, the plumber was here, so it smells better. 
It's crazy to me. Are clients overeducated these days, Bob? Are they like checking every source of resource out there before they contact you? And then they ask you your opinion, you give it to them and it's not in line with what they've researched. So they question. That's certainly true with the residential side of things. Yeah. Like people will Google it to death. And I mean, we just did, a, we did a boiler replacement and the lady told me that her system needed to be flushed with RO water. I'm like, RO water? Reverse, Do you really? realize that are you, RO, RO water is caustic? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I've never heard of that. And she, neither have I. I'm like, where did you, where did you read that? Oh, I, it was on the internet. I'm like, listen. And she made us do it. Wow. She's like, I will buy you. I'm like, you can, if you're that worried about it, then I, we can get distilled water if, if that's what you want. But you, RO water, you're crazy. Man, you should have just like, did, nope. you should have did a post. RO water. You should have did a post okay. of you just pouring like bottles of Avion into it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, we my plumber's for, the best. He actually we used there Avion. It's flushing out her system with RO water. That makes no sense insane. whatsoever at all. Completely it makes no sense. Nothing. None. She paid us for every hour we were there. Well, I'm like, okay, if you want us to do that, here's our hourly rate. I don't know how long it's going to take us but we'll do it until you're satisfied. She made us flush the entire system three times. Wow. And she went and bought the RO water and brought it back for us. Cause she didn't, she, she trusted us to work on her system, but she didn't trust us to buy the right product that she wanted. Cause she had read it on the internet. If she's, like, okay, if she's happy, if she's happy and you got paid, then okay, fine. Like, great. Okay. Yep. Yep. But you're right. So where does that come from? That she needs RO water. That's that she is, you know. I, I don't think the right word is educated. They just there's too much there's too much uh, conflicting information out there. Yeah, like it's. I mean, plumbing's sort of like what's happening in the health industry. You should you know should you drink water? No. Should you drink? Should you eat vegetables? No. You should eat nothing but meat all day long. I'm like okay. And then there's some other dude. All I do is eat corn. I'm like okay. I don't know what's what, whatever works. Plumbing's sort of becoming the same thing. Well, I read this or I heard that. I'm like, okay, well, with 40 years of experience, what you're telling me right now makes no sense. I've never heard of it. Um, you're wrong, but we'll do it the way you want to do it because you're the customer. Here's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're not right because they're a customer. That's, that's, a, that's a question mark. Um, I would always be asking them, okay, fine. You found this on the internet. Who is the author? Was it a licensed plumber? Was it a yeah, developing idea, producer or something like that? Because they never tell you who the author is. They definitely don't tell nope. you where it came from. They just tell you that I read this. But yet you've got a person standing here with 30 years of on-site plumbing experience that have probably seen every imaginable scenario possible, probably any kind of substance that's been conformed into kind of mucus or whatever, put down drains and sucked out and cleaned out. But you've got a person who a 30 year veteran with knowledge right in front of you. I'm the author and I'm telling you, yeah. you don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Whoever you heard that from, I, I mean, I, I, I won't lie to you. That's a fantastic answer. I'm going to use that. From now on. <laughs> who, what's the author of that? Who's the author? Of Let that, me find right? that article. Yeah. What does he know? <laughs> is it about a little boy with a wand and glasses? Like, I really don't think he was a plumber, but we'll leave it at that, right? I'm not talking those kinds of stories. Um, I wanna, are you guys being asked to push heat pumps out west as well, too? That whole fiasco? They are, but they don't work out here. 
It's just too like it's when, too cold. We have, th- you know, the last four winters we've had, we've had anywhere from three weeks to, you know, five straight weeks of minus thirty five. Holy like shit! Like you, wow, you will freeze to death. Like when do, as far as I know, because I don't deal with them very much, you know, minus eighteen is kind of their threshold where they stop working effectively. And so it just, you know, if you have two weeks of, of minus, I mean, last year we had two weeks of minus 40. And when you hit two weeks of minus 40, it doesn't really matter how well insulated your house or your building is like that cold's going to find a way into it and cause us trouble because it's just so bloody cold. And so in fact, even our own provincial government is basically giving the finger to uh, the feds and say, we're not doing it. Because it doesn't work here. It, it, it won't make sense. And if you want to just save the environment because of that, it doesn't make any sense. And I think it was the first or second year of my construction career where I was quickly being taught. Like, we know what the standard is regarding building code. What's the frost line, right? We're always told it's like a 42 to 48-inch line. But you get into certain parts in Calgary like that, and you get that kind of temperature, you start hitting frost line at 6 feet, not at 4 feet. All, all of our stuff is minimum 8 feet deep. Wow. Water lines, sewer lines, wow. when they build their foundations, they're eight feet deep. Our frost walls are eight feet deep. You're putting fittings in or fittings, you're putting footings down, you're eight feet below ground. Wow. Because of, because of the frost. Because you know it. They know it. It's, yeah. And, and if you're on a drive, like we've done stuff where you're on a, you know, a, a road or a pathway that even with foot traffic, like it'll pound that frost 10 to 12 feet deep. It gets crazy. Bitter. It gets bitter, man. I know that. Um, do you get a lot of home, like residential clients, asking for you to put in uh, urinals installed? Into sort of <laughs> well, because I bring it up because the I think only it, ones we've had are the, are the divorced men that want one. They really. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like screw it. I'm putting one in no matter what. And they don't okay. care. They don't give it. They just because it'll never get sold, right? It'll never get sold at that point. That'll have <laughs> to get I don't changed. Know what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a woman ask me to install a urinal ever. So, no, it was a men couple. have for sure. Yeah, it was a couple, and he asked for it, and he was saying that it's going to be his bathroom downstairs, so he wants a urinal. So we actually put in a a total urinal, and uh, I mean, yeah. at first I thought it was a. An interesting idea, a kind of makes sense, I guess, idea. But then I, I wasn't a fan of it later on because I just didn't want to see it all the time. It just made me feel like I was walking into a public restroom at that point. I agree with you. I think, and they're, you know, to be perfectly frank, they're, you know, they're dirty. Uh, they're not, you know, <laughs> men are not particularly uh, known for their aim, even nope. if you have a big freaking urinal. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I don't get the appeal for it at all. We've installed lots of those um, waterless ones, but, and frankly, pulled most of them out because they stink. They don't work and nobody's servicing them as frequently as they should be because it's calculated on how many uses that are going on. So if you've got a ramp up, like we all know this from job site toilets, if you all of a sudden have the whole crew in one week and it was perfectly fine the week before with only two guys on the set site, there's going to be a difference in that job site toilet. Right. I agree. And even with that, like, even if it's your home, it doesn't get the same use. So I've found that if it sits there for, you know, let's say, you know, two weeks without being used, it, 
starts to stink anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's got that whatever that uh, media is in those little canisters. Yeah. Uh, as far as I can tell, appear to need some urine <laughs> to <laughs> work its magic. <laughs> if it doesn't, it just starts to go stale and stinks anyway. How many, Bob, how many clients do you think are aware that um, unassisted pee traps will eventually let gases come through the water? Nobody knows that, man. Only we, professionals. Only professionals know that. Yeah, I. You know, going back to my little smell thing, we have lots of. Uh, it's a. It's a weekly. If it's not three or four times a week, someone will say this back room stinks like crazy. Yeah. If you have a floor drain in there, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, take a bucket of water, dump it in there, take a cup. You know, take a half a cup of olive oil and dump it on top of that, and then you won't have to mess with it for six months. And that's what they do. Oh, it made all the difference. I'm like, why does that work? I'm like, it's a, there's a trap in there that prevents the air coming back. Really? You'll have to tell me how that works. I'm like, I just did. Just <laughs> don't worry about it. Like worry about cooking your steak or your fucking noodles. <laughs> I you let me worry about the technical parts of plumbing. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't heard the olive oil one. That's a good one. So the oil just kind yeah. of, yeah, it just, it just helps it. I mean, uh, we find it helps it evaporate way less quickly. Like if you just dump one in, you know, it, it'll last a couple of months, depending yes. on the size of the tree, tree trap or pea trap. Yeah. Uh, if you throw some olive oil in there, it lasts months and months longer. That's good. That's a good little note there. I like that. Um, <laughs> what's the deal with plumbing and mashed potatoes? <laughs> what happened there? I like that. Plumbing and mashed potatoes, yeah. dude. That's like the people. Th people think because it's a hole, you can shove shit in it, and so it doesn't matter what it is. It's gonna take it until it doesn't take it anymore. <laughs> they think that it's just so, like I. I can get rid of everything that I don't want down that two-inch glazed toilet hole or whatever. Doesn't work yeah. like that. No, no, it's my favorite. My excuse me, my favorite one, or when they, you know, they throw dried uh, uh, pasta down a drain or uh, chickpeas or you know, all that stuff that swells up with water. And, and, and it doesn't matter what system you've got somewhere in your system, you have a little low spot. That's just, you know, of course got a quarter inch of water in there or something like that. Yeah. So it'll find that. And those that pasta or those chickpeas or whatever it is, will find that and just, and within two weeks, your whole system's backed up and you, you know, clean it out and come back with, uh, did you happen to throw away some legumes in the last? Uh... <laughs> yeah, we had a whole bucket of them. They went bad. I'm like, well, they're now in your system. And here's like, you're going to have to clean those out of there. Why didn't you just throw it in the garbage? Why like, wasn't that a a, an out. option? Why didn't they just throw it in the garbage? Because, because they see a hole. Because <laughs> they see a hole. <laughs> what do you prefer, commercial or residential? Hole. You prefer commercial these days? Yeah, that's mostly what we do, frankly, is commercial service. Yeah. Um, those are the guys that, you know, to be frank, ha have budgets for us, that expect to see us, that it's part of their, you know, operating uh, schedule is for, you know, their, you know, prof professional trade to show up and make sure all their stuff is running, uh, look after all their plumbing systems, all their heating systems, so... 
And that's part of what we, I was talking about with that recession. That stuff will never go away because no. people need to operate their businesses. Yep. And they need to and they need to make sure that particularly in the hospitality end of things, restaurants and hotels, like you if you show up at a hotel and there's no hot water, what are you gonna do? Like are exactly. you expect to pay for that hotel? <laughs> like there's I, I, <laughs> like showing up to a hotel and there's no bed. Sorry, we don't have any beds, but you can sleep on the floor. The floor's great. And that's where I'll say that I think that you guys as a trade are underpaid when you guys are servicing these highly used commercial dwellings, these structures, because the amount of like you, like you were just describing chickpeas and spaghetti was going down just one home residentially speaking, but you can only imagine the, the, the nastiness that's thrown down in a hotel, in a restaurant, in a bar, in a lounge, certain hours of the night or whatever, like all kinds of, let's just try this. Let's just try that. See what happens. And then you guys come in and, and I still will say you're underpaid for the service that you're being asked to do. Clear that out and hope that yeah. those lines were properly built and maintained and taken care of. So then you can properly clean it and get it back to flowing, running properly while the structure is still operating while things are still going on. Yeah. You're being asked to do all this yeah, stuff. There's no downtime, right? That's the beauty and the challenge of working with those with that segment of the industry is like you have to do this live, most of it, right? Which is scary at times. Well, people, with people in the building, you know what I mean. You sometimes you're putting on a dog and pony show as guests are watching you work your magic. <laughs> well, I know. Always there's the classic line: "It costs extra to watch," so you might as well. <laughs> Start throwing money at me because that's what it's going to cost you. <laughs> Pull up a seat. Pull up a chair, man. Pull up a chair. What I I know that your career, Bob, has has kind of changed over the years, right? But what what would you say is the best part of your career these days? You know, the best part of it is is the people that I work with and for. I have some wonderful relationships with wholesalers. I have wonderful relationships with with companies and management that I've worked with for 25 years. Um, and, you know, uh, I, we don't do anything quote unquote social. I'm not sort of, I'm not really that type of guy, but you know, we I enjoy seeing them when we see each other, we have a lovely conversation. We know about each other's families and, you know, you go catch up on all that stuff. So it becomes a very personal relationship with lots of those people. And, uh, it's, you know, to be mushy about it, it's just a, it's an, an uplifting part of, of the day and of my experience is to deal with people that I like, that like me, that appreciate what we bring. And, and it's just, it's wonderful, frankly. And I have, I mean, there's dozens, it's, I have dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of those relationships that have been crafted over the years. And it's, it's, I love it. That's the best thing about it is the relationships you develop. Are, the, sure. are the boys paying attention to the, the, I guess your networking skills, your communication yeah. skills, all the, those are all valuable as much as just turning the wrench, right? Yeah. We talk, we've talked about that a lot. Um, and I, you know, so I have said to them, I'm like, I don't need you guys to work for me. I sort of have my, the people and they know what I can do and I can build them what I want and I can live a very happy you know, 15 years in the trade doing what I do. If you guys want 
to expand this thing, then you need to develop the relationships that I've developed. Yeah. Like the relationships I've developed. And you develop those by being honest, by being uh, trustworthy, by following through on what you say you will do, by fixing problems, by admitting that you've made a mistake and you're going to fix it. Like all the sort of fundamentals of building any relationship of trust um, goes into building that relationship with your clients. And they, you know, after 25 years of working or 30 years on some, on some levels, they know who they can trust and they know what they get. And there's really, even though they're, you know, I have no doubt seduced by other suitors. They're like, Nope, I know what I got. I know what I'm getting. There's no sense. in, you know, uh, we love working with Baker, even though he's, an ass and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, ass should be expensive. I don't care what trade or what industry it is. <laughs> ass is expensive. Exactly. Simple as that. All right. <laughs> I want to ask you, Bob, is like, what's, if you were hiring today, what's the one thing that you're looking for in a plumber? I think that's it. Uh, it's called skilled trade for a reason. It's not yeah. talent yeah. trade. And so if you have the, if you're loyal if you're hardworking, if you know you're willing to uh, uh, make a mistake and admit you made a mistake and fix that mistake, um, if you can explain to me why you did something and it makes sense to me, uh, you know what I mean, or I can understand where you're coming from, then I think that's valuable. You should be able to communicate what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Um, the skills come. They will. You know what I mean. They're they're repetitive. We do lots of the same things over and over and over again. Um, and so I, I'm not, if I was hiring today, it wouldn't, I'm not looking for the most skilled guy. I'm looking for someone like I'm looking for good people Yeah. that, that uh, and then I can teach you the skills that you need to be successful in this trade. Um, I mean, clearly that you have to have a little bit of like, you can't be all thumbs or, you know, can't be on the spectrum as they say these days um as we used to say you can't be retarded but i think it's that you're on the on the spectrum these days that's the that's news to me i don't know really you can't be on the spectrum that's, <laughs> is that a thing that's okay all right <laughs> well they're changing everything man. Man. i'm waiting for them to change webster's name like i don't know it's just like what they're gonna change everything at that point they're not changing the trades I, I do think that that's coming to an end. I do think there's some fatigue on sort of that, you know, cancel culture that, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get too political, but that leftism sort of angle of everything is starting to wear a bit thin. Yeah. And I do think that there's some changes coming Yeah. Uh, to sort of, and that's sort of how that pendulum swings, right? Like it goes this way. And then when it gets too crazy, which uh, I think it's too crazy right now, which starts to come back to center. It'll probably swing too far right yeah, because that's just how those things work. And so you just sort of have to enjoy the moment when it's in the middle, whenever that might be. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you, what's the number one reason why clients would hire a cheaper plumber versus the right plumber? Because I don't find plumbing expensive, and I think that it should be done by just how you described it, skilled tradespeople, people that provide a service, people that have the experience. They've done the education. They've gone to seminars. They've gone to trade shows. They've conversed with other people on social media, off social media, on site. They've, 
They've done the homework. So that all costs money. But why is it that clients will choose a cheap plumber? I think lots of them, uh, particularly in this neck of the woods, like you have, in order to be a plumber, like in order to call yourself a plumber, like you have to go to school for yeah. four years, get your ticket and all that sort of stuff. No different than Ontario over there. But uh, part of it is is they uh, they don't know any better. They think sort of all plumbers are created equal. Uh, so their own they're experience. Yeah. And that's, I mean, probably the most honest reason is because they're cheap. Right. We find that certainly the reason that we don't do lots of residential is because they're so concerned about every dollar that's spent. Like, what's this for? What's that for? I want to see your and we won't work for those people, but you know, those people, we want to see your receipts. Yeah. You want to see, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, you're on the the, the, the stopwatch starts. Yeah. I'm like, well, we're pay you're paying for us to go to the wholesaler and pick up your stuff and wait in line and wait in traffic. And all the rest of that stuff. So don't think that because I was here for 47 minutes, I'm billing you 47 minutes. Yeah. Right. And I'm not showing you my receipts. I'm, I'm going to tell you what this stuff costs. And of course, there's the internet these days where, and we've all had that experience where somebody's, this is what this costs on the internet. I'm like, then buy it. Yeah. And install it. Yeah. And stop calling me. Yeah. <laughs> and that takes me to like the handy men and handy women out there that they think that they could figure out how to fix a, a problem when it comes to plumbing. Yeah. They just know it's easy. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's been fascinating because there's lots of those guys around here. Um, and they do more harm than good. And every one of them that has tried to sort of insert themselves into our world has ended up, you know, getting burnt and losing the cup of snore completely because they either, you know, uh, fry a hot water tank or, you know, uh, um, ruin a pump yeah. or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, yeah, well, that you guys saved like, you know, 65 bucks on hiring him. But now you got to spend five thousand to replace this pump that that idiot fried. So he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, there's a reason I am who I am, is because I know how to fix this stuff. Yeah. And and there's the reason you pay me what you pay me. And so though, because we work, you know, that commercial world, you know, we deal with big, you know, uh, um, expensive, um, powerful stuff. And as soon as those handymen go in there and start meddling with it they break it because they don't know what they're doing. And so we don't have, you know, we don't come up with that, come against that very often anymore because most of our clients have learned that lesson. Like, Oh yeah, just get Bob in there. Don't, I know Greg's very nice at, you know, changing the light bulbs on the front, but don't have them look at anything in the mechanical. <laughs> and I have said to every single one of my clients, I'm like, this is my room. Like yeah. this mechanical room is mine. Yeah. So if you're going to go into it, you better let me know what you're doing in here because if you wreck something and I got to come fix it, then I need to know where your fingerprints are and why you did what you did. And most of them are on board with that. Yeah, no, we get it. We'll call you if there's any issues at all. And that you say that just comes from, you know, 20 years of, of, of being trustworthy and honest and upfront and all the rest of that stuff. Building a brand that, that, that you're able to, develop that relationship with those people what's with the uh i'm curious myself but uh how far back do you did you start beekeeping i've been talking about that for a decade and we i i finally did it over covid 
nice. when uh, you know we had to, obviously had a little bit of free time, yeah. freer time. Freer. We were still quite busy over COVID, but that summer, uh, I bought some bees, and and so here we are, going like crazy. It's going really well. I've got about a, a hundred pounds of uh, raw honey sitting in my office. <laughs> I have to give away for Christmas because <laughs> that's a lot of freaking honey. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. That's why I like it. You, those little tiny bees that you see buzzing around, like, are so proficient uh, and so productive at what they do. Like, it's it's amazing that they create all this honey. Mm-hmm. We love it. And, you know, all you have to do is just, you know, sort of give them a place to stay and they do all the work. Yeah. Fascinating to, to watch them do their thing. I love it. And, and like you say, uh, other than sort of observing it and harvesting it, I really don't do anything. It's just one of those, you know, marvels of the world. Do you find it therapeutic? I do actually. I love watching them do their thing. Yeah and uh buzz around and yeah it's yeah i i recommend it to anybody even if you just go and sort of you know uh um it's funny it's like anything else in this world i thought when i was going to do it that you know i did all the research and i thought man i'm going to be like like one of eight people in alberta that does beekeeping because nobody does it out here (laughs) and when i finally got into it i found out that alberta is actually the beekeeping capital of canada (laughs) there's hundreds and hundreds of thousands of us doing it i'm like oh kind of like when you buy that fancy red car that you thought nobody you see red cars everywhere (laughs) you drive it out of the dealership and all of a sudden zing 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 like everybody has this effing car damn it Yeah, but now you can just start packaging that honey. I mean, it's like you know exactly how good it is, and everybody knows that it's it's there's no crap yeah. in it. It's just all natural. No, it's I I do suspect that that I mean that's sort of the plan is sort of over the next four or five years as I start to turn some uh, responsibilities over to the boys that I can start doing more of that beekeeping stuff and sort of figure out what the business plan on that is if there even is one. I don't know, and. Uh, It'll be, you know, Baker's Beast. That'll be the next <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> I can totally see it. I don't know if you're aware of this, Bob. Is uh, I think in January, Jason Stratham is coming out with a movie called Beekeeper. And uh, it's basically. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You look like, it up and check it so out. So I should get on it? You should get on it because it's basically he's a hitman. He's like so covert and he on, on the side, he just, you know, he does the beekeeping. He just wants a calm life. But then when you piss off somebody that he cares about. The beekeeper's coming there out. You, I, I could do that. <laughs> you could totally be I the plumber totally, that gets pissed off, and you're totally like, "Listen, I, you could totally pull it off, man." <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me, man. I keep be. It's kind of like the what is that stupid one? He was in that show too, uh, Snatch. Yes. Don't ever, tr- <laughs> never, don't ever piss off a man with pigs, man. It, it's going to be the new. Don't ever piss off a man with bees. With he bees, will kill you. <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Um, I, I think we've covered quite a bit. I know you're a busy per- person and I'm so glad that you, you took the time to just talk to us right before your workday starts. I got to ask the 10 questions from you. Uh, but I do want to just ask you real quickly. Uh, what's your favorite toilet? My favorite toilet. Yeah. I mean, you, you've installed a few of them. Uh, my favorite toilet. Yeah. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I, I, that's a weird way to say it. The one that I uh, like the most or is the most effective, the Toto makes a fantastic toilet. 
Toto Drake is by far our our toilet of choice. Maybe not our favorite, but our toilet of choice for the commercial world. It has the most. Uh, what, what is it called? The mass. I think that's what it's called. You can take the most shit, and uh, <laughs> they that, move. They, they move the, the most. The, shit. the scientific world doesn't use the word shit. They use. I think it's M A S S or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some weird. I remember some. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it's called. I forget the what the acronym stands for, but it's how much shit can it take? And yeah. that's the the Toto Drake is fabulous. Supercharge your construction business with Connect Team. In the fast-paced world of construction, keeping your finger on the pulse is essential. But who has time for the little things that consume most of our day? Upgrade your business management with Connect Team, the ultimate digital toolkit for construction managers and tradespeople. Why switch to Connect Team? Effortlessly track employee clock ins and outs. Ensure your team is aligned with their tasks. Make sure all safety PPE are being addressed and confirmed. Receive real-time updates from the field through digital forms and checklists. No more drowning in manual tasks. Step into the digital era. Connect Team offers a seamless platform to elevate your business management, giving you the freedom to focus on your growth. It's not fiction. It's Connect Team, your go-to platform for 2023 and beyond. Check out Connect Team at www.connectteam.com and on IG at Connect Team app. Um, and then obviously you, you, you grew up in a soldering world, but then you're, you're living a press world. Yeah. We still so- solder a ton. Cause you're I don't think that's ever yeah. going anywhere. Cause there's so much of it in the, you know, in what we deal with. <laughs> um, although, you know, because of what's happening sort of on a, you know, a governance level in an insurance level, I do think, you know, uh, soldering's, going to become an antiquated form just because it will be like no one will insure you to do it no one will you know pay you to do it um and i do think from a selfish point of view of the manufacturers they make way more money off those press fittings than oh, a thousand percent off those solder fittings. Yeah, they, yeah of course they do. so that's if it's driven by money then press is where it's going because that's like, you got to sell those expensive tools and jaws and fittings. You know what I mean? A two inch 90 is like 65 bucks press and you know, $18 if I solder it. I know, so. I know, but then it's the time, right? So they're, they're, they're factoring in yeah. their price point based on the time that they're saving you, but then you have yep. to charge the client accordingly, which you can't because they won't pay for it. So you have to find a middle yep. ground between soldering and press. And then you make a yep. little bit of money, but the manufacturers are the ones that are really benefiting here. Yep, hundred percent. I'm sorry to say, but it's which true. is why it's being pre- it's what's why it's being pushed everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you can do the conspiracy theory thing, and when something's pushed like crazy everywhere, I'm like, what's what's the advantage? Is it the advantage to me, the the person that's buying it, or is it the advantage to the person I'm buying it from? Clearly, the advantage is to the person I'm buying it from. When, when I'm starting to see like loads and loads and loads of Milwaukee packouts filled with pro press fittings in each one and drawer it and all centered. Like it's all set up that way. It's just almost like something going on here. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And that's, what's changed. Like it's been around for 20, like I have the original press gun, oh, wow. the thing that weighs 85 pounds, the CT 400 from rigid. It's huge. It's like, it's like a bazooka and weighs, it weighs like 65 pounds. It's huge. And we used to use it on anything two inch and above. Yeah. Uh, 
in our commercial settings because uh, we didn't have to pull the hot permits. So we liked it, but it was super hard to get the fittings. Like I would, if I was going to do that, I'd be like, I need, you know, three weeks to order them, to get them into, so I can use them. And now, like you say, it's everywhere. Like you can buy them at Home Depot now for Pete's sake. Can you? Which doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any in, sense. In the state, in the states, you can. Yep. They got to be like ridiculously expensive. There. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what their price point is. But would they, you still? I've, I've seen. I've seen the videos of them. I guess I haven't seen them in person. So would you still? Are you guys still preferring gas threading over gas pressing? We or thread most everything. Um, if we're doing a quick swap out, then we'll use the press. You'll use the press. Okay. So it depends. It's job, yeah. I guess, scope dependent. Right? Yeah, it's job built. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense 100%. at that point, right? Yeah. And budget dependent. Like you say, a press gas 90 is like whatever the hell that thing oh, is. stupid money. 75 bucks in a yeah. fitting is like 75 cents. Yeah, I know. Uh, Bananas. Water leak protection, big out west. Do you like it? They're Just trying like to it? make it big. Yeah, I think it's stupid. I, I, all I've heard is like I go back to the on demand. Like I've heard of false readings, and then all of a sudden systems being shut down, and then you have to take care of that, and then there's like CPU problems, and I'm like, man, what's with all these issues? I don't understand this. Why can't we just make this work the way you guys are marketing no. it? There was a company out of Quebec that I talked to for almost a year. They wanted to sort of make us one of their franchises. I forget the name of it. Okay. Sense, I think. A-K-I Sense. Anyway. And it sort of went by the wayside because they were trying to get into the commercial market. I'm like, yeah, but I can't, you know, as great as that sounds, I can't have the water just randomly shut off because it feeds so many different systems that if I'm shutting something off, I got to shut things off before I shut the water off. Like you just can't kill the water. So do you make some crazy network of, you know, little digital uh, robots talking to each other? Oh, well, don't shut this off until this is shut off. I'm like, it's by the time that all happens and the expense of all that, it's easier just to have me show up and do it. Like, I don't think they, I, I know that the residential angle is super popular, but again, I think it's, uh, you know, most people when they leave the snowbirds here, they just shut off their water anyway and drain down their building in, in case or drain down their house in case their furnace shuts off. But I do think it's one of those techno technological pieces. That's just a bit overkill. Not really. Necessary. I'd agree. I totally agree with you. It's kind of like uh, everyone was always paranoid about washers exploding the rubber lines and then you'd have a flood. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess so. But if you have a drain underneath the washer, which is now code, uh, then that will assist it. But yep. you'll still have water there. But, I mean, are you going to be paranoid for the point where – what if it's constantly shutting off? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to – I've never seen so many brownouts go on in one year. I'm like, why is the power always going off every so often? And getting to the point where are you trying to convince people to get standby generators now? Is that what you're trying to get people to do? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of funny things that are going on. I'm not being a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but it is kind of interesting. I just, I like new products in construction. I'm sure that in your history of construction, your decades of it, that you've seen things evolve and things have gotten better and uh, cooler looking and more battery operated yeah. and making your life a lot easier. Um, but the thing is that it has to be proven. It can't just be a gimmick. 
it can't just be good marketing at that point, right? It has to actually work and do what it says it's going to work. That's the problem with lots of that. I think we've sort of reached that saturation point where they, you know, and this isn't throwing shade at Milwaukee or DeWalt or any of those companies. They make fabulous products, but I think they're making stuff just because they can. Yeah. Like they have that crazy palm nailer or some weird stapler. I'm like, where I, I can think I where I would use that once for 10 minutes. <laughs> Is it really worth me buying, you know, a $300 tool that I'm going to use for 10 minutes in one super weird, super specific situation? No, I'm just going to, you know, staple it or you know, turn my hammer sideways and, you know, wreck the, uh, you know, the head of my hammer and carry on with my life. I don't know. It seems crazy to me. Some of that stuff they come out with. I'm like, I agree. I think that, that if, I think if a tool collects dust, that's not construction dust of the day, then it doesn't serve a purpose on the job site. I agree. You know I agree. I mean? They have those Milwaukee just came out with the battery operated threader. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like with like, why would you have a threat? Like it's a huge piece of equipment. What's the price tag it on runs that? Off of, I don't know. I haven't seen one for in real life. <sighs> I have asked a couple of guys, what does that cost? I don't know. Milwaukee just sent it to me. I'm like, oh, okay. I almost feel like <laughs> it becomes. Nobody knows what those things cost. Yeah, I almost feels like price is right. Like it becomes a game show. You're trying to figure out Plinko or something like that. You're trying to figure out what the price of that product is and. That's what yeah. I think Milwaukee does. So they come up with that. They're probably going to charge like $2,000 for it or something like that, if not oh, more. Well, they have that. You probably saw that Hilti one where they yeah. had that stupid crane over yeah. their head yeah. and everybody. Well, it's the price tag I'm on like, that. I have, I've jackhammered a thousand things. There is like two times in my whole life where I wish I could, you know, because yeah. my shoulders were tired that I was coring a hole through a wall with a jackhammer. Usually I'm coring a hole. It has the whole rig that you mount to the wall. You just sit there and you turn the dial. Like, what is the purpose of that? It's so, it's so narrow that uh, how is it even worth it? I don't even know. How, like, it's cool. Like everybody and their dog was out there. Watch, I can lift this up with one great. hand. And Wonderful. I'm like, congratulations. Can somebody show can me that tool being used on a real job site with a real tradesperson? Exactly. That's what I want to look at. I want to see how it's real that it's going to work. And then what's the price tag? And then I want to see you walk into the job site wearing that. Like, what are you dipping and under and over to get to your work site? Up and down like, okay. construction stairs, Up and, yeah. through, through <laughs> mud, through snow, all kinds of. No, 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 no. You got to bring it in a case and you got to wheel the case in and you got to dismantle it. Then you got to assemble it as if you're an assassin that you're on a rooftop and now you're putting all this <laughs> exactly together. Right. And I'm like, That's okay, exactly can you help right me with up. this piece? Can you help me with that piece? Can you put it together? Come on, guys. Like, are we getting way too far? I agree with you. We're getting way too far. Meanwhile, you got the tradesman or woman coming in and they just do the job and it gets done. That's it. Yep. Without that. Yep. Let's do it. Just get so it. So I, I do think they're just inventing things to invent and to get, you know, you know, that's part of the world today, you know, clicks and likes. I mean, you yep. live in that world yep. where you got, in order to get some, you know, the algorithm to like you, you got to have, you know, some traction. So we'll make this stupid tool yeah. that, you know, 50 people will uh, demo for us in the shop and we'll get like 50 million likes. That's perfect. That was worth it. Okay. Doesn't yeah. anybody from these companies ever realize that there's value to actually demo these new tools on a real working active job site with real tradespeople? Doesn't that come across the table at some point? I, I, the problem is, is 
I think that's where it would be exposed. Like you've seen those ones where they, you know, have the, the drill races and how we can drill the screw the fastest. I'm yeah, like, yeah. why don't you just show a dude that's building a house and, or, you know, whatever, putting down roofing. <laughs> let's say if this is better or worse, <laughs> actually this thing sucks because of X, Y, Z. And I won't use it. There but you it go. Looks good. You can get you can get two houses, Bob. You get two houses being built. One by real tradespeople. One by tradespeople influencers. <laughs> Let's see those videos. Anybody want to sponsor that event? I, I want to see, see those video videos. Before. I totally would love to see those videos, man. <laughs> what are you guys up to today? Well, we're still setting up lights, and we're still the influencer house. Uh... <laughs> It didn't meet inspection. I, love that. I I would love to see that. I don't know if that's going to happen. Here we go. We're just pissing off more people. It doesn't matter. I do love that, no. and I'm trying to figure out, Bob, are you the only one with a, an OnlyFans page and construction worker? Or are there more <laughs> of you guys? My OnlyFans page is obviously my website, but I put it up as I get it. I totally get it. I know, but it's to, it's it's funny that you've an got Apple, an but... yeah, you've got an OnlyFans <laughs> page. I know. I get it. <laughs> Awesome having you, Bob. Honestly, awesome having you. Everybody check them out again at Baker PLBG. And then the website is www.bakerplumbing.ca. Phone number to reach them for any kind of service work or questions. Or just get yelled at if you want to get yelled at. You want to get taught. I'll yell at you, man. That's it. 403-800-3007. Find him on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, IG. Uh, He's got his own podcast, Barn Banter. And also it's Baker Plumbing 3.0. Probably going to be 4.0 by the end of the year. Maybe 5.0. We'll we'll keep on seeing it. I'm willing. I'm willing to go to twelve. If I hit twelve point oh, then I'm done. <laughs> you ready for these uh, ten questions here? Yes, give them to me. What everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? What everyday sound brings you joy and comfort? Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, this year, it's my baby granddaughter's voice. That's uh, fabulous. What's her name? Her name is Lily. Lily. Yep. What's your favorite beverage? Awesome. What's your favorite, favorite? What? Sorry. What's your favorite beverage? Uh, that would have to be uh, Coca Cola, right aside. What is your exactly. least favorite? Uh, well, actually, you know what? Let me ask you a question about Coke. You're old enough to be go through the whole. Remember when they introduced new Coke? They tried that yep. whole fiasco. That did yeah. really well. Eh? That did really well. Um, what's your least favorite tool? My sorry, my least favorite what? Your least favorite tool. Oh, my least favorite tool, probably yeah. the threader. I hate that thing. The rigid seven hundred, the handheld, the original handheld threader that you had to lay on top of, that I still have. <laughs> the thread two inch bite. Yeah. I don't think you can. Can you? You can't destroy that thing. Like that thing is indestructible. It was my father's. Wow. So it's sixty years old, man, and it still goes. Wow. <laughs> What turns you, you on? It in, the lights dim, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> it, it what? Sorry. The lights dim when you when you plug it in because it <laughs> sucks so much power. You need a generator. Just take a generator <laughs> off an EV. That's all. Uh, what turns you on creatively? Uh I listen. I it's it's gay to say, but it's I love the trade. I love working with uh, with. Uh, uh, problems that nobody else can solve. What word or concept do you find overused these days? Uh, systemic. Uh, 
I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I, you, <laughs> you're, you agree. Everything is systemic. <laughs> What's your favorite curse I, word? My favorite what? Curse word. It's fuck, of course. Okay. No, it's not always fuck. There's always a different one sometimes for other people, but the go-to one, that's the consensus the go-to. here. The go-to. That's is the that. one. It may not It may be my, uh, if it's not my favorite, it's my most used for sure. Your most shared. Not used. It's shared. Yeah, my most most shared. Exactly. <laughs> What's your favorite vehicle in the entire world? Anything in the world? My favorite vehicle? Yeah. Listen, the one my truck. Yeah, I spend my whole life in this truck. I'm not a big car guy. I'm not a big truck guy. What are you driving there? This is a 2009 GMC Sierra diesel before they came out with the uh, uh, stupid salt water that you had to add to your. Why? Why can't why can't GMC bring back Bob Seger and like, you know, like a rock mentality commercials you know what i'm saying like where you actually i watched those commercials and i was like i want to buy a truck now like it's just like it made sense to me man yeah i think they've lost their i think that's part of it i think they've lots of those companies have lost their direction because they're trying you know they've sort of gone that whole and i say leftist angle yeah they just you know what i mean i totally know you mean i totally it's not it's not we're not going after a specific person anymore. We're going after everybody. And so to go after everybody, we got to please everybody. Like, uh, maybe that's a bad way to go. I challenge not pleasing everybody. I, I challenge all you younger trades that don't know what I'm talking about regarding the like a rock campaign. Just Google it, go to YouTube and just type in GMC like a rock. And you, you'll see commercials that make you want to buy that year, that truck, not today's truck. You'll buy that year, that truck. I guarantee you. Yeah, 100%. 100%. What do you miss from your childhood? Uh, the innocence of it. Yeah. It was wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Life is hard and brutal and uh, wicked at times. It never was when you were a little kid. They just enjoyed every moment of it. Discovery every day. If, yeah. you, if you could master a skill outside of your own expertise, what would it be? Well, you got plumbing, you got beekeeper, and then assassins coming, and then uh, what else? Assassins on the way. <laughs> you know what? I the people I really have sort of I, uh, bodybuilding would be awesome. Yeah, I get into it. Like yeah, do it. I'm trying. I have my own gym. I usually do my podcast from my gym with the Baker Barn, but uh, you know, like I said to you at the opening, which you didn't record, I put it on a Monday morning because I'm an idiot. <laughs> interview on this Monday morning (laughs) (laughs) and I'm keeping you last question if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates welcome home that's all he's got to say that's it Bob absolute pleasure man thank you so much for making the time and having the conversation I really uh, a lot of respect for it was Matt right that made the suggestion he reached out to me he's like you got to get Bob you guys you guys would get along and I was like yeah I totally think we would get along I just looked at a few of the posts and I was like yeah yeah we pretty much get along what is shit in the industry, we agree is shit. What's good in the industry, we agree it's good. And we love the industry, period. As simple as that. Love it. That's it. Love it. Yeah. Thanks 100%. so much. Everybody, again, check him out. Follow his stuff at Baker PLBG and www.bakerplumbing.ca 403-800-3007. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, IG, and also his podcast, Barn Banter. Uh, that's it, man. Thanks so much, Bob. Really appreciate it, man. 
I appreciate it, man. Anytime. Good luck. Thanks, man. Don't oh, go anywhere just yet. After.